Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies here. Of the past and present. <laughs> You've not done that in so long. <laughs> Are you feeling nostalgic? <laughs> Just in case people want to know. I feel we haven't said it in a while. That's true, that's true. It's mostly been the present recently, but we need to find more time to fit some classics in because it's been a lot of new stuff, a lot of direct to VOD, that kind of thing. And, and what presents they've been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's, it's, it's almost like you've got an abusive father, but he doesn't like physically hit you. He just abuses you with the worst presents. Do you know what it's like? Yeah. It's like your father's a big fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, <laughs> and he's doing his own experiment. <laughs> you know, he's not I quite mean, shot us yeah. into space, but he's going to find us the worst movies that he can find and monitor our minds. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Uh, So yeah, what we talking about this week? We are talking about a movie called Beyond the Gates, which is a a horror movie that's set around the uh, an old VHS board game. If you if you're too young to know what that is, and you might be because it's been a while. Uh, I only ever played one. Although admittedly, when I I played it once as a VHS game, I actually played it more as a DVD game later. Like they they, they upgraded it, they, they put a new version because they realised most people don't have VCRs in their house anymore. I, I think I played one too. I wonder if it was the same one. Well, I th- what's funny is though, the one I played uh, has multiple names, so I c- so oh, it may okay. not sound like it's the same one at first, but I can tell you if it is. So, what, what one did you play? I don't remember the name, but it definitely was like a horror-based one with like a creepy, like uh, crypt keeper esque kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's the same one. It's the same one. Uh, yeah. All right. It's it's either called nightmare or atmosphere, depending. Atmosphere. I think that's what it was. Yeah, de- depending yeah, which version you got. But uh, now atmosphere is the one I played as well. I played it both as a VHS game when I was really young, and then. Uh, I got the DVD version for like Christmas one year, so we, we played it once and then never looked at it again, which is a shame. Uh, what I did like about those games, though, I liked that you knew how long they were going to last. Like you knew without a doubt it was going to last one hour. Whereas you know, as opposed to playing a game of Monopoly, which takes about three weeks to finish. Oh yeah. So, you know, they they have their perks. Uh, but they were cool ideas. They were, they were fun and goofy and cheesy. But so this movie is based around that idea. That there's a, a mystical horror VHS game that has it's basically actual... like the horror version of Jumanji almost. Yeah, kinda, kinda. A little bit. Yeah, but I mean, I'd say it would be more like that if they had a bigger budget and could do crazier things. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what you're getting at there. Yeah, that's a fair comparison. Uh, so we'll start spoiler free. As we always do, and we'll warn you before we get into spoilers. But before we do that, we'll give you some general thoughts and opinions and kind of what we can without spoiling any details. So, Tim, we've had quite a a rough time this year so far. I think the the (laughs) ratio of good to bad is extraordinary leaning towards the bad. Mm. Uh, There's been a few bright spots throughout, but were we on to a winner this week? Did you enjoy Beyond the Gates? This one's a little tough because I wouldn't say that it was a good movie, but I feel like it was really close. Like, like, uh, I don't know, like everything about it I felt was just like a little bit off. Like I was like, oh, uh, maybe if the acting was a little better, if the story was a little tighter, if the directing was just a little better, if the 
you know, special effects just had a, a slightly bigger budget, I think it could have been good. But I, I wouldn't say it was bad. It's not like I didn't enjoy it. It's just it was just that little bit off. I shockingly agree with most of what you just said. <laughs> uh, I like because the movie starts right, and there's like a there's a little scene at the start, and then the, the opening titles kick in, and the opening titles. It's uh, it's all close-ups of VCR mechanisms, like taking tape and playing it. I and really this, like that. And there's this synth music kicks and this '80s synth music, and like this, you know, bright pink neon lettering on. And I was like, oh, I'm into this. Like, yeah, yeah like let's opening. do this. Uh, and obviously, it's about these two brothers whose dad owns this old VHS store. Uh, has DVDs in it as well, but as they point out in the dialogue, he wasn't a big fan of switching to DVD like the VHS era more. Yeah. Uh, but they find this old game, and their dads went missing, and they're clearing out the store because uh, he's basically, at this point, presumed dead or whatever. And they find this board game, and it seems to be that the dad's soul's actually trapped in the game or something like that. And the tape's kind of creepy and doesn't act like a actual pre-recorded tape. It feels almost live. And do they play the game and try and get their dad back? And of course it's dangerous, of course, that they could get hurt themselves along the way. Uh, also, one of the brother's girlfriends is also a main character. So we've got this trio, this trio that are trying to figure out things. Uh, and I kind of agree with what you just said uh, and so much as I like the ideas. I just, I never feel like it quite went far enough. Like, I felt like... Because yeah. the movies are like 85 minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... Eventually, because I, th- I think before I watched that, I was expecting them to go into some sort of world, right, and that yeah. kind of happens at one point, but it's really late on, and it's, there's not really that much special about it, Yeah. <laughs> whereas I, I feel like it was going to be more of that earlier on, and that would be fine if it wasn't the case, uh, but like it was just like one example of it being kind of restrained, where I was like wanting it to go nuts. There's a couple of good gore moments and stuff like that, and... Uh, yeah. I think it's the, the pacing and the structure is just a little bit off. That, that along with the the acting being a little bit uh, iffy. Like, I, I don't think I don't think any of them are flat out terrible, but they don't really have much chemistry with each. The two brothers, whenever because the, the main character uh, Gordon, he's really awkward and like doesn't like to interact or hug people yeah. or anything like that. And he, it's I, I know what they're going for, but he. He was the guy that I had, like, the biggest problem with, but I wasn't sure if it was because of his acting or if it was just because the character was supposed to be such a wet blanket. Mm. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I can clearly see what they were going for with him. He's he's the stuck-up one oh, yeah. who needs to loosen up. The other brother is the, the happy-go-lucky one who is much more pleasant to be around, but he's also a bit of a loser, doesn't have a job, and doesn't have a place to live, and that kind of thing. And, and he wears a jacket that looks a lot like Charlie's from uh, It's Always Sunny. He <laughs> <laughs> does, actually. It, does. it actually distracted me for a bit. I was like, yeah. But... Like and you can kind of see where both their arts are going to be. Like the, the stuck up ones going to learn to have fun. The not stuck up ones going to learn to actually take some responsibilities and not yep. be a, a, a down and out loser. And you've got that, uh, and th- that that's fine. But it's just it, something about it never quite clicks. I mean, but at the same time, like right from the get go, I was into everything that was kind of going on. I was like, oh, they're browsing this old VHS store, and whenever they're doing stuff like that, I'm I'm, I'm noticing tapes in the wall. I'm like, oh, there's all four Home Alone movies. There's <laughs> That movie, yeah, if, there's that. If if I had one big uh, compliment for this movie is I loved like 
the whole nostalgia factor. Like I could have spent a whole movie just inside this video store. Uh, mm-hmm. I liked how crappy like the shelves were. Like it didn't look like, you know, like it looked like just some homemade like shelves and um, like you said, all the videotapes, you know, you would notice on the wall. Um, and I really liked that, you know, sometimes the movies will try to mask stuff. I'm guessing for like copyright issues, you know, they'll be like, oh yeah, that guy from you know Gunsplatter Four, some obviously made up thing. But I like that they actually use like the actual movies and when they made references it was to real stuff yeah the only time they did it is when they actually made a point of holding something up to the camera so you could clearly see what it was that was the only time oh, it was that, a fake movie that cop movie yeah like they, they oh, made yeah, a fake yeah. movie for that because i think at that point it would be a copyright issue by actually holding yeah. it up and saying what it is uh True. but when it's in like just a sea of like spines in the background you don't get hit for doesn't that doesn't matter uh yeah. I, at least I don't think you do. I, I think because it's just in the the sea of titles, and it's not it's not prominent enough to make it. Yeah. You know, so or at the very least, like who would care enough to make a stink about it? <laughs> Alternatively, you, you potentially could have thousands of people making a stink because there's like thousands of tapes in the background <laughs> yeah. at any one time. <laughs> and now because everything's in at least HD, you can kind of read what they all are for the most part. Like they're. Yeah. You know, back back in SD days, you couldn't make out shit with this. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, that kind of looks like the Predator VHS, <laughs> but I can't really tell. Uh, so that's always fun. My, my main problem, other than some of the acting feeling a little bit just kind of subpar, was the fact that the, the main plot felt like it took a while to get going. <clears throat> because, pardon me, <clears throat> because the, the whole game revolves around finding these four keys. And it felt like it didn't. They didn't get the first key until like it was like halfway through the runtime. And at that point, they still hadn't accepted that they were playing the game, and they didn't realize they were playing the game until I don't know, like after that. It, so, so by the time I, I felt like what this movie needed was for them to realize by the end of the first act, we're in this game, we're locked into it, and if it's, it's about finding these four keys in the real world with these cryptic clues and all this, then it can be like. Then the the bulk of the movie should be the hunt for these four keys. Like I think it could have been clearer that way. Whereas mm. a lot of the time is spent on, oh, this is weird. I don't know if we should do this, and that kind of upset the balance of the the pacing for me. And it was almost like two different movies. Like it feels like there's one movie that was basically just about these brothers, you know, reconnecting, and the one brother coming back home, and you know, uh, kind of facing his family again, and you know going through their dad's stuff it it feels like that was like kind of separate from Mm. the what the main plot ends up being which is playing this you know haunted board game or whatever joe's funny like they have a couple of uh of uh like gore scenes which i like like there's a couple of cool gore moments right yeah i almost think you should take them out i actually think that this would almost work better with kids like if you if you instead of having two adults have two like 12 year olds uh, or three twelve-year-olds, rather play, playing the yep. playing the game, like that could be really interesting. And make um, it more of a. I mean, sure, have it horror themed. Have it like have like horror imagery and stuff, but make it more yeah. fun horror and make it more of like a an adventure. Because uh, that was the other thing is when they eventually do have to cross into the world beyond the gates. Like it felt like it ended really quickly after that. Like it was really easy. Like there was no oh, yeah. difficulty in what they were doing. Uh, <laughs> so so the ending felt like a bit of a damp whimper, but. Uh, and it's a shame. It, it felt like so many things were cool ideas, but it just it wasn't quite nailing them throughout. 
Yeah, and, and to be fair, I'm assuming that a lot of it was probably just, you know, budgetary restrictions. Like, obviously, this is, you know, Possibly. a smaller independent movie. You know, maybe they had bigger ideas but just didn't have the budget for they it or something. They did get Barbara Crampton, though, for the host on the VHS tape. That is true. <laughs> Which, admittedly, I don't think she maybe carries that high a yeah. price tag. But, I mean, for horror fans, she's a name <laughs> that you recognize. Like, oh, Reanimator. And you, yeah. you think about Where? it, so... I wonder how old she is at this point, because like, uh, uh, I think she's pushing sixty. Okay, because one of the guys like you know mentions when they're watching the tape, like, oh wow, this really you know hot girls on it, and I was like, yeah, she does look really good. <laughs> like, yeah, I think, I I think mean, she's close to sixty, so she is looking good for uh, her age. Yeah, well, props to her. <laughs> uh, so I'll let that beat go by. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but no, I I think. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm being too down on it because I actually like I I thought it was an enjoyable enough watch. I don't regret watching yeah. it. it. It was not painful like a lot of the movies we have watched recently. Right, yeah. It, it was an easy going enough watch. I liked the ideas that were on play. I probably wouldn't watch it again because of all these factors. Where it wasn't ultimately that fulfilling, but it at least was like I, I could see the the charm in what it was doing. Uh, yeah. It it just never unfortunately it never really became what I wanted it to become based on all the, the bits that it was, you know, it was giving me all the starting pieces and it was never quite pushing it to where I was like, oh, this, this is going to get really fun and wild and it never really got there. I uh, 100% agree. Um, at night, I'll usually talk to my girlfriend just to, like, say goodnight and stuff and, Aww. you know, we'll usually ask each other, like, oh, like, how was your day? What'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, oh, wait just, just before you finish this story, is the answer usually after you've watched the movie for streams like, oh, Pierre, maybe watch this thing. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of jumping off the building. Well, <laughs> well, it's usually not that extreme, but I usually will, will tell her, like, oh, I watched a movie for the podcast. And then, uh, yeah, like she asked me, oh, like, how was it? Um, and yeah, yesterday she, she was like, oh, like, how was it? Would you recommend it? And what I said was, I wouldn't go out of the your way to watch it. Like, you know, if it's ever streaming and you have some time to kill, it's a perfectly fine movie, uh, you know, to to take up. But yeah, you don't have to like you know bend over backwards to try to find a copy or you know pay twenty bucks to do it. You know, I, I wouldn't go that far out of the way. What was your response to the? Would you recommend it uh, with, I don't know, what was one we did recently? Peelers, like last <laughs> week's Peelers. Like, what was, what was the the answer to that question? That was that was a lot longer. That was probably like a 20-minute like, <laughs> rant of me explaining why this was bad. And after like five minutes looking at the phone, realizing that it, was, it had hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh all right, so let's get some spoilers then. I think we've, okay. we've, we've done the spoiler-free. Yeah. Uh, so spoilers from this point on for Beyond the Gates. So they, they find the videotape, they, they watch it. We find out that the, the cop friend can't see what's on the tape. So the tape's supernatural. It's only showing to them. And like the, the, the Barbara Carpenter on the tape waits for them to do something before saying the next bit. So she's a lot like, not... Saying live is maybe simplifying it too much, but she's... Yeah. It's supernatural. She she knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, and like they f- they find the keys. Do you know what? Here's a weird thing. I thought by the end of the movie they were going to reveal that all the people that died didn't actually die, 
because I thought it was really dark that like I mean f- f- the first guy was this douchebag that was uh, uh, John <laughs> this, the, the other brother's friend he he, yeah. he was a complete dickhead so when he like died it wasn't that big a deal especially since as he was dying he was trying to harass someone yeah, but then, and then, I would also say that his uh, death scene was probably one of the highlights of the movie. I thought that looked yeah. the best. It's, even the cop friend, uh, like, I thought his death was pretty cool. The whole like how because uh, the way it's almost like a voodoo thing. They find a key in something, and they have to bash it, and it does the same thing to the person. Yeah. Uh, and like like the cop's head like gets bashed in. But he was actually a nice person, so like, right. he's dead, and there's no mention of it at the end of the movie. Like they, they get they they don't bring their dad back; they save his soul. Like the whole the whole argument at the end is is that oh, his bodies can't come back, but you've saved his soul. Now his soul can go yeah. to whatever. And at the end, they're all happy, and the brothers hugging like, "Oh, come back to town!" And yeah, there's a spare spare room with your name on it if you ever visit us. And they're, they're, they're mended. I'm like, your legit friend died. <laughs> And technically, you killed him. Yeah. So, actually, how did you even explain that? Like, his body's still lying in your backyard, but for the, for the sounds <laughs> of it, like, people are going to come looking for him. How do you explain his body being bashed to death in, like, your house? Like, what? Explain it yeah. to me. Yeah, at the bare minimum, it's probably going to be a huge hassle with a lot of paperwork and <laughs> interviews. And At worst, they're both going to prison for murder. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they won't find a murder weapon. And yeah. I suppose they can argue that he did storm into the house with a shotgun, uh, firing sure. it all over yeah. the place. Uh, but it's just something that's never really thought of or mentioned again. They don't seem to even... Beyond the initial reaction at the blood splatter, they don't seem to even react to it much. So that's, that's another that would, fault. <laughs> that would be great if there was just an extra scene added where he just, like, you know, <laughs> like comes in through the back door and just has, like, a huge gash on his head, and he's like, I'm fine. <laughs> 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 uh, dear. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So, like those scenes were fun. Like I say, them finding the keys seemed really sort of pushed towards the end of the movie. Uh, like I feel it like also seems like there wasn't that many. Like there was like what two keys that they needed to find. That was four. Four. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was one for each corner of the board. Uh, I was well. There was basically like two people that died though. Just the, like, yeah, the friend was, of the cop. There was two people who died. They got a third, I can't really get a third one. The fourth one was inside the father's heart. <laughs> like, that's where they got oh, the, right, right, right. That's where right, they got yeah. the fourth one. Uh, it didn't really feel like high stakes. No, it didn't. Because yeah. cause they, like, especially when you can play the game and then stop and go about your life and then pick it up at any point. <laughs> I feel like it would be maybe a little more uh, intense or have more drama if you're like stuck in this world where you had to complete these tasks versus like oh yeah you can do them and then you know the next day you know if you have to pick up some groceries or go to the <laughs> store that's fine just uh Which, yeah you know press play when you get back yeah like i was okay with that to a point just just in the sense that like, the, the, like again that's like that should be the first act but it wasn't it was like the first two acts were this like yeah. you know, there's the scene where they go to the the store to find out about the game, and I feel like that happened very late on. That should have been earlier, uh, yeah. and the, the the fun of the game should have taken up the bulk of the movie, uh, and I feel like it didn't. I feel like they were still doubting it, still doing the like the the weird, not weird, but sort of kind of family drama parts of it, and way really late into the movie before stuff properly got going. Uh, 
Which is, which is why I was saying it, it felt like it was held back. I, I don't know. E- even if it was a budget thing, I think the script could be smarter. The, the script could be better paced in that sense. And True. It, it, it just, uh, it, it's rough in that sense. Which is a shame, because like I say, it, it kind of feels, kind of like how we, we talked about the devil's candy. And we said we, we right. quite liked that, but it just, it kept, it just missed the mark of being really good. Yeah. I'd say this is a couple, maybe a notch down from that. But right. like, I feel like had this hit the market, I've been really good. But as it is, it's just kind of it's you know it's decent, okay, uh, with some nice yeah. ideas. It's kind of how I feel about it. Oh, definitely. Um, one other thing I would like to point out that you know you touched on a little bit here is um, I really liked the music when I noticed it. Mm. Like. I feel like it didn't have a consistent, like, good score, but every now and again, music would kick in, and I'd be like, oh, this is cool, like, I'm feeling this. Um, but it wasn't really throughout the whole movie. Yeah, because uh, when they go through the gate in the last, like, ten minutes, and I was getting all this, because it was all this, like, bright green light, and the music was getting good, and I was like, all right, here we go, here's the yeah. main here's the main thing. And then, it, obviously, it lasted, like, five minutes, <laughs> and it wasn't really a cool place. It was just the same, it was... They were treating it like it was just like uh, another world version of the same place. So it was the same house in the same basement, but just with like lighting and smoke. And it was yeah. kind of like, all right, so we've been building up the whole movie to just <laughs> this. It, yeah. it felt really weird. Now, that's not to say that you can't do that well. Insidious kind of did that as well, but that didn't. Oh, sure. Like, we didn't even know there was another place to go until later on in the movie. That wasn't something it was building to the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and plus, that one made more sense because it was meant to be like the ghost realm, like that was in the same place as ours. Whereas this felt like, oh, this is a different place. This is like, this is going to be like walking through the crypt keeper's lair and stuff. Yeah. Like you're expecting graveyards and <laughs> stuff like that. And it it just kind of felt like it was uh, unfulfilling after like the build up. And then yeah. they find they find the girl Margot right away. Uh, then their dad, who's all evil and possessed, like tries to attack them, as well as the two guys that have died. Like they're there to t- attack them, and they they fight them off. Mm. And that's pretty much <laughs> it. It's just really easy. Like it just happens really quick, and it, it yeah. goes back again to there being no stakes. It just feels like they win super easy. Yeah, it's like oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's a shame. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's pretty much it. it's a really short movie. Actually, I don't have anything else to really talk about. Yeah, um, I don't really think there was. That reminds me, actually. I'm going to put up a sc- uh, an image at the bottom right about now because I've just noticed Tim looking at his notes. <laughs> and uh, Tim sent me an image when he started watching this movie last night that said, Beyond the Gates, notes. And then the first thing he'd written was, Movie? Question mark. That's going down below, that's going on the screen. Well, I never, I never know. You, you little sometimes you you get a little mischievous, tricksy mood. You might force me to watch, uh, I don't know, a book or something um, <laughs> <laughs> to make sure it's a movie. But I was just looking at my notes, which I think I gave up like fifteen minutes in. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stop taking notes. Um, but yeah, I don't really have well, much else you, to say about it. Did you basically decide there's not much to this? So I don't need to. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think the only thing else I have written down that we didn't really talk about was uh, my <laughs> uh, in the beginning they they're when they're putting all the stuff up on the store they have a Mount Rushmore of like monsters. Yeah, yeah, you know, then, that's like sort of like almost like uh, like a painting just to the side of the yeah. building. Yeah, 
So that was the only other thing I had. I was like, oh, what would be on my Mount Rushmore of monsters? Yeah. There's a whole subplot, and we didn't mention this, there's a whole subplot with Gordon. Like, He's not drinking because he got really drunk one night, and yeah. he hurt Margot's wrist. Like, he, he damaged her because he grabbed her just a little bit too hard. Uh, and like he's not drinking because he doesn't want to do that again. He's he's not trying not to be that person, uh, and that that gives you something for him to redeem himself for. Uh, but honestly, it's kind of again, it feels kind of half done. Where I didn't really feel like it ever. The the thing is, like, I, that's a perfectly reasonable excuse for him, like, not to drink and to be like, you know. Um... I guess for lack of a better term, like a party pooper or whatever, that's fine. But there were times I still got annoyed with it. Like when they first start playing the game, you know, one of the when all three of them are playing and uh, Barbara Crampton says something like, oh, now get up and look at the screen. And, you know, he doesn't get up at first and Margot's like, come on, do it. And he's kind of like, <sighs> and then like, you know, gets up slowly. And at that point, I'm like, oh, come on, like not everything has to be such a chore. Like, you don't have to be such a, like, unfun wet blanket, you know, about everything. Yeah, he's kind of, he's got the perfect face for it as well, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. This sort of just moody face, which I guess was by the casting probably, but he he, he just looks like he's unhappy about everything all the time. And I kept getting, like, the weird idea that, like, oh, someone else is going to sleep with his girlfriend. Like, because he just seems like so miserable, and it seemed like everyone else was kind of. Well, because at one had... point she she tries to have sex with him, and he's like, "Nah, I'm not in the mood." <laughs> and I'm well, like, like, "What the hell?" <laughs> her and her brother had much more chemistry than they did. Yep. No, that's that, that, that's accurate. Yep. But I, I mean, again, I don't want to you know hammer on it too much, but. Um, I do think this maybe might have been better as two different movies. Like you probably could have done something cool with, you know, two brothers reconnecting in their father's video store and looking for clues. And well, and... I actually I, I do think it would work as one movie. I think they just have to balance the elements better because yeah. I think I think the two brothers reconnecting actually works really well to parallel with the uh, the nostalgia of it all. Like it's about oh back in the you know early nineties, late eighties when all this stuff was a thing. Like yeah. you're kind of going back to that time so having two people who were f- close back then because they were brothers but now aren't I think it actually helps the story of what they're doing and if you want to make that the heart of the movie whilst they're having yeah. this horror adventure but the problem is is that it's a little bit tedious because it feels a little bit repetitive and it's sort of drip feeding the information out because you, you kind of get what he did quite early on but yeah. we still have a scene like after we already know what happened we get this scene where she tells like uh, the brother she tells uh, John John uh, <laughs> really think about that she tells John like, this scene when they're doing dishes or, no it's not when they're doing dishes but it's yeah, it's when they're at dinner and she, she actually tells him and she, she tells him everything out like and it just feels like okay I already got all this like you didn't explain it before but you said you told me enough you, that I put this together you could tell yeah and it just it kind of was like alright you're really drip feeding me this information I, I think having I don't know if I needed him to redeem himself like that. I feel like you don't need both. Like I feel like the, the story about the brothers reconnecting is... Mm. You can make that the heart of the movie. You don't need the other thing. You can make him being redemptive being the other, the heart of the movie. You don't necessarily need both. But I, I think the brothers one works better because it has that, that parallel with the nostalgia and the time difference mm. and that, that kind of 
you know, they're looking back at their lives the same way that we're looking back to the technology with the, the plot, and that's that's kind of fun. It, it works in yeah. that sense. Um, yeah. it, it just need more of the adventure and more of the, the actual horror stuff uh, to happen in the bulk of the movie, and it, it kind of didn't. Uh, we got a couple of weird scenes where like a, a long-haired ghost lady is kind of stalking him at night, oh, right. and it just yeah. felt kind of random. And I don't know why. And I think it was just to, like, yeah. oh, get back to playing the game, you little shits. You're not allowed to ignore it. But it, it just kind of felt pointless, uh, ultimately, <laughs> uh, and that's whatever. But nah, there you go. That's that's uh, beyond the gates. It's, it's an okay, okay movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, some good ideas, but I don't think it capitalises on them all. But anyway, so let's get to ratings. Tim, Kim. what would you give Beyond the Gates out of the old Zane, which is German for 10, in case you don't know? Oh. <laughs> uh, I would just split it right down the middle. I'll give it a nice even 5. 5? Okay. Mm. I think I'm going to be slightly more generous than that, just just because okay. I, I, I was endeared by the at least the intention uh, and it never actively pissed me off. It was just kind of underwhelming. So I'm going to go with a 5.5. 5. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to nudge it just so it's <laughs> just nudging above the... Because to me, 5 is mediocre. Yeah. I'm just going to nudge it above that. Nudge it above. All right. Yeah, that, I, I get that. That's fair. Um, and then yeah, if we're being really generous, if we... You know, rated this on a sliding scale with the other movies we watched this year. This would be like a nine point five. Oh, it's sad, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right, uh, that's been beyond the gates. We'll be back next week with another screams. Uh, what movie will we do? I don't know. Ooh. Or do I know? Maybe I do know. Yeah, we probably know, but... <laughs> but you'll find out next week what it is. Uh, and there'll be some news uh, by next week, uh, and we'll give you a bit Ooh. more details on streams, as how it relates to streams. But uh, look forward to that. Uh, so, yeah, that's us. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, let us know what you think of the movie, if you've seen it, in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Helps us out a lot. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get our individual Twitters. I'm at webbullet 9 Tim's at Tim Vergulish. If you want to just see us ramble about things some of tim's bad mm. jokes hey <laughs> you know there's dad jokes and then there's just tim's bad jokes <laughs> i think there's room enough in the world for both <laughs> yeah that in and of itself was a bad joke i admit but it wasn't a tim bad <laughs> joke so there you go that that's everything so thanks once again for watching keep watching scary movies we'll see you next time right, keep it together pure keep it together. Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Connor. <laughs> wow. I did not keep it together. Wow. I did not keep it together. <laughs>